there's your welcome. Murray making guttural noises, which is a callback to this episode. Smoke some crack. This <laughs> This is a fantastic movie. It's not whack. I just learned that. It's pretty it's actually pretty good. It's amazing. This is an amazing movie. Oh, I was it, talking about crack, but Oh, you're yeah. talking about crack. You're a big crack guy now? It's not is that whack. what you did with your COVID? I cured it with crack, yeah. <laughs> you cured your COVID? <laughs> I meant with your quarantine. Have you just been hanging out at home smoking crack? We got to do something with your time. I mean, shit. Well, what am shit. I going to do, read? What am I going to do? Maybe. Work on this podcast. <laughs> Work on our Wikipedia page that we need for all our deep down deep, uh, references. Deep references. Deep. No, oh, I we, smoke crack. We are the Grand Canyon of references at this point. Murray, uh, this movie, we have to go ahead right off the bat. we got to point out that it is VHS only. Yes. And, of course, we don't we don't go out and buy VHS tapes. We find it no, on we TV do, or do we, YouTube. Do we have a VHS fault? No. We have a no, LaserDisc fault. We have a LaserDisc fault. fault. And we, this movie's not available on LaserDisc. No, and that's another unfortunate thing. But don't worry, everybody, because, you know, the, everyone talks about the Criterion Collection. Eh, pretty good movies out there. There's a couple. There's a couple. A couple. But Murray, we've already got this in production. It, the name was kind of in, you know, the the hopper for a while there. But boom, there it is, Merman Master Collection. Right. We're gonna all these. I mean, just with our our voices alone, we made the fucking White Fire Blu-ray happen. Yeah. It's not even part of the Master Collection. Yeah. And we're but, getting, we, but we're like, why are we like letting these people make money off this shit? Right. We need to make money off this. We actually, uh, the people who made the White Fire uh, Blu-ray DVD, they sent us a beautiful, unobtainium Laserdisc yeah, version the, of the I movie. I threw it in the trash. You th- I, I broke mine over my knee. I didn't think unobtainium could break that easily, but... It's cheap. Piece, apparently, it's a piece of shittium. Yeah, well, yeah. That's why it's part of Avatar. Oh, Murray, I got more sad news about Facebook. We get kicked off of I there. don't know. I, I, what's that? Fa- yeah, exactly. I, I forgot about it two years ago. When, when we got kicked off the, the platform? Like for the 12th time, yeah. Because we blew up a dummy. We showed a we clip. We didn't even blow up a dummy. We just sh- I, I didn't yeah. have a clip. It was a picture. Did you say, fuck Zuck- Zuckerberg, <laughs> here's how I'm going to murder him? Like when you posted it? I might it? have said that, but I don't remember that. Because apparently you can post anything. You can talk about beheading like a certain Steve Bannon did. So you can show real beheadings, not fake beheadings. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. That's the thing. And every other platform basically kicks Steve Bannon off for his beheading comments about Fauci and FBI Director uh, Ray. Zuckerberg's comments on this, we have certain rules about how often you must violate certain policies before we completely disable your account, which we've learned is one. (laughs) So apparently this doesn't count as one. Although the violations here, I believe, almost almost crossed that line, they clearly... Did not cross that line. I guess we didn't generate enough ad revenue. That's why May- we can get. That's cut probably off. Steve probably, Bannon's probably got his nut brigade. Ad uh, all the fucking crazy Trump uh, ads are probably getting posted, creating crazy cash. You're right about that. Yeah. We didn't Who have no. The- Zuckerberg's just a greedy, evil piece of shit. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, oh. he looks like fucking the child of Commander Data and. Something that would fuck data. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Murray, uh, yesterday, of course, yeah. was Friday the 13th. Yeah. How do you celebrate it? Do you just not even care anymore? 
<laughs> never cared to begin with. Never. Was I, I supposed see, to care? Am I, am I supposed to watch? According to Twitter, I'm supposed to watch all the Friday the 13th movies. I was going to say, like, I feel like you were probably too old because the first Friday the 13th were early 80s, like 82 or 3? 80, I think, was the first 80. one. 80, okay. And then they came out, like, every year. So you're you're already a teenager. You're more. No, I'm not that old. Clubs. I was fucking six in 1980. Really? What do you, what do you, yes. God, I got my numbers all mixed up yeah, here. What the fuck? How old Man. do you think I am? Sixty? Eighty? <laughs> no, I'm not. I thought you were the same age as our president. No. Um. Well, I I find that interesting though because I thought like I grew up with all the Friday Thirteens around. Not only was I afraid of the date. Like I thought, spooky shit was gonna happen. I I would like uh, Jason related spooky shit or just in general. Spooky? In general, spooky okay. shit. I uh, so I would like load up my window to stop it from opening and everything, and I'd sleep with one eye open, and I would try to get my dog to sleep in my room. None of that would work. It's terrified. Of well, that obviously shit. it worked. What happened? To you? Nothing happened to you. Nothing happened. So clearly it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, were you ever actually afraid of the Friday the Thirteenth, or when did you first the, watch them? I don't know. It would. I don't know. I Friday the Thirteenth series is weird because I'm pretty sure I've seen them all, but I don't really. They all just blurred. They me. really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember. I mean, it was probably we've been on cable because I don't think I've ever seen any of. I saw Jason takes Manhattan in the theater. That's the one I've I seen. I didn't even know that one existed. Yes, it's bad. And I and I think the other ones I just saw on cable. Okay. So I I don't know. I'd be like. Nine or ten, something like that, when I saw him. And you weren't terrified? By then, no. When I was a little kid, like, demonic shit scared me when I was a little kid. Yeah. Like, Evil Dead freaked me out, the first one. Okay. That was the first. I remember it very vividly because I never heard of this movie. And my friend was the first person I knew got a VHS. Oh, okay. And they got, they bought Evil Dead. I've never heard of it. And they played it, and it fucking freaked me out. It's some crazy shit there. A lot of cool. Uh, now I watch it. I go, this is ridiculous. Yes, but absolutely. Time, really, man, fucking, like that... Exorcist and that kind of shit scared me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it did, but I didn't have like nightmares about Jason or anything like that. I never had nightmares, but uh, I started watching them when I was like eight or nine or whatever. My cousin would always rent them. One of his grandparents would rent it, and then we'd go back and watch it at his place. I'd co- I'd I'd go full under the blanket. I might pop out for some of the like the when they're all having Griff fun and getting nude when he was doing that. Yeah, but I was I was like fuck it. Yeah, I, I know I missed that. There's not enough tits in like horror movies anymore. I don't think there's any anymore. They're all PG thirteen. I I don't see why not. Like I I was watching part two yesterday, which is you know it was Friday the thirteenth. I don't know why people on. shit. Part two I think is my favorite. I lo- I, liked I loved it because I like the look of Jason there. Yes, and also he's human he's a normal person exactly he can be like a guy a guy can struggle with him he's not just he doesn't crush skulls and he he like runs after people and shit like that he's like a normal weirdo yeah just look like he's not not supernatural he's out there with the overall you know blue jean things on i think the sack on the head was a better look than that first of all i I always get irritated by the hockey match because everyone knows i'm a huge road warrior fan so it annoys me that they're constantly they're obviously ripping off lord humongous with the the mask and that irritated me oh man i i see my problem uh at the end of the movie since they reveal his face a little too Elephant Man, and I cry every time I watch Elephant Man. So, well, you got Who doesn't cry at the Elephant? Man? It's a sad movie. Exactly, but this is what it reminded me of because Elephant I, Man well, wore ob- a bag over his head. Yes, obviously, that was all because that came out probably two years after the Elephant Man. So, obviously, there, there's yeah. nothing original about Friday the Thirteenth. It's a ripoff of Halloween to begin with. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that's why I don't know why everyone's got this hard on. For, I mean, they're fine. They're fun yeah, they're movies, fine. but I would never put them as like my favorite of the whole. I like movies. I like that they take because uh, Halloween starts with just like one character running around, and this one was more focused on a bunch of teenagers, and they're just out here having a good time, smoking weed, smoking, fucking, smoking some weed, fucking skinny, skinny dipping chicks. My favorite of that one. She was yeah, top notch there. I love that she never. Wears a shirt that covers yeah. like it goes an inch below her boobs. Right, great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> also, I'm sure you hated this about the movie. There's a perfectly grilled hot dog scene, and I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I just it blocked it out. You. I didn't even think about. It. I blocked it out. Yeah. Murray, uh, let's get back to the topic. All right. Here. Yeah, that, that would have been a great Schlocktober. I know. Conversation I know. This was, but it was Friday the Thirteenth, so I had oh, opened the Schlocktober bag again. So okay. it's closed for another year. All right. Okay. Well, until unless until Danzig, another... unless Danzig puts out another horror movie, <laughs> yeah. then it's back open again. Yeah. But Murray, we have a very interesting character. We have great characters. Period. Man, in this movie, this is the quintessential canon movie. Because I haven't seen any of the previous movies. I actually have two on DVD. I'm watching it. Mr. T is in part two. And what I gather, it's much, it's very similar to Death Wish in that the first movie was actually a very like serious movie about prison, and then they got more ridiculous as they went on. Mm-hmm. And this is the culmination, and this is fucking amazing. It's so I cared more about these characters than I have like in most movies. Like there's so many characters to cheer for and be happy for, and there's one character in specific who goes by a certain Haiti kid name. Or moniker yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it is. The, I the Haiti kid, the famous I don't know, famous midget wrestler. Uh, he was in the WWF when I was a kid, and I was watching uh, wrestling the most, like mid late eighties. And there was at the time. Now I, I it all like makes sense to me at the time because what was what happened was WrestleMania two was coming up, and Mister T mm-hmm. and Rowdy Wright Piper were gonna have a boxing match. Yeah, and. There was a match, a, a midget wrestling match with Haiti Kid, and Roddy Piper, Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper comes out with uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, and they grab the Haiti Kid, and they take him back to the Piper Pit set, and I don't, and then Piper's just yelling at him, "You like Mr. T so much," and he's like, "I don't know, I don't think there's any build up to him liking Mr. T." He's like, yeah. "Yes, I do like Mr. T," and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna make you look like him," and then he shaved his head into a mohawk. And it was obviously for this movie. Oh, interesting. So, because so, I was like, why is Haiti Kid involved with this shit? Yeah. Remember, we watched Rossi yeah, too recently, I, yeah. and he was there. He was like rubbing uh, yep. uh, Mr. T's like, shoulders. That was so strange. <laughs> it was such a strange and promo. And it's a, it's a, it was a very strange mohawk because he's obviously balding because he has no hair in the front of his head. Yeah, so he's got like a back mohawk. Yeah. So now it all makes sense why Piper did that because he had to go on and do this movie where he needed to have a mohawk apparently. Man, I love how it all ties into wrestling. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? There's what another? There's one other wrestler in this, right? I don't know if he's a wrestler. We have we have two people who were in the Sylvester Stallone class, according to you. Yes. Over the top, we got Bull Hurley, who just is wasted. He just plays like a prison guard who has three lines. Yeah. And then we have Magic Shorts. Who uh, uh, Stallone beats in the truck stop in the very beginning of the movie? Oh, okay, that's where he was at. Just and in he's there. like the main uh, hench in this movie. Yeah, Hugo. 
Now, we have so many good fights. Like, they actually do a really good job with fights in this movie. Again, you're believing these fights. Everyone is well, fucking gritting their teeth. I and- was under the impression this was, like, the first two were boxing movies. There's, yeah. like, an MMA fight at the end of this movie. Well, Murray, there's a build up to it on, like, certain wrestling programs. <laughs> so it's, like, snowballing into this fight. Right. Okay? So it is boxing. We see plenty of boxing matches. Right. But uh, there's two big matches in this. Now, what we're going to answer today before we go to this trailer, are these fights better or is the They Live fight better? Well, yeah, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. The They Live fight's a classic fight, and it's known as being, like I think, the longest like fight scene in a movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I'm sure there's some martial art movies that pass that, but like in like Western movies. True. And I think we've topped it with fucking the Midnight Thud versus Too Sweet because I was mesmerized. The range of emotions. I I didn't know what was going on. The fog enters your brain. By the way, I just want to say, if you haven't seen this movie, push pause right now. It's on YouTube. Go and watch this movie. You have to watch this fucking movie because it blew my fucking mind. It's a mind blower. I've watched it four times in two days. It's, It's spectacular. We're working on we're working on that uh, Merman Master Collection version of it. I'm t- I'm I'm in talks with a Haiti kid to do commentary. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> He's just gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, Murray. It's time for some trailer. I watched this trailer. It's gonna go over some of the highlights. Gonna give you some of the facts. So when we get into it, you're gonna be a, a little bit aware of what's happening. Okay, so. All right, everybody, get ready. Turn the shower on. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> Bend over. Spread your cheeks and cough. Because you're heading for the penitentiary. Too Sweet is back. And this time, he's been set up. Why, where's the referee? Where's the doctor? To take a fall. Which lands him five more years in hell. Here, the fighting has no rules, and the only winners are losers. It's the midnight third. Why doesn't somebody do something? One word, Serengeti. I'm nobody's property. Followed your career, Mr. Gordon. Kiss. Looks like we got ourselves a real pro here. I quit fighting, sir. Nobody says no to Serengeti. Because of me, you do it. Now, he is forced to fight for his life with the devil himself. Just one more He's not to come out of that ring. He's dead meat tonight. One win. Pay the winner's price. Leon Isaac Kennedy returns as Too Sweet. You can't hurt me. In Jamal Panaka's Penitentiary 3. Welcome back. That trailer has given you everything you need to know. So you know what? We're just going to wipe our hands clean and go take a nice nap, right? I'm, I'm glad for that trailer because I didn't need to watch the first two movies. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. I'm assuming Too Sweet is constantly being arrested unfairly and then released. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because this is his third go-around in the penitentiary. All right. So we open up. Got a nice boxing match. Too sweet written on the back of one wall. El Cid written on the back of the other. You got the co- color commentary going on. And they're like, these two are best friends when they're not beating the shit out of each other. 
Right. Well, they respect each other. There's yeah. mutual respect. Exactly. They probably work out together. It's probably like, uh, you know, Rocky did that shit, right? It's a nice back and forth, but too sweet has the edge because he's too sweet. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we're just glancing over the crowd. They're all fucking loving it. But, Murray, we know. We, we, well, we th- see the glimpse of a flaming eagle mullet, and we're like, hmm, that seems odd. And then it pans down, and we see Brian Bosworth. And then he looks at Two Sweet's trainer, and he winks and nods. I don't like this. And I'm like, You're already scaring me. And I'm like, uh-oh, I think P2P is going to be involved with this. I. And then as soon as I said that, we see the trainer, Two Sweet's trainer, pouring some P2P. The, the, that's the street name, P2P. Yeah. Valdine is the name they use in the movie. That's the technical name, the scientific name. Excuse me? Valdine. I thought it was Valvito. Valdine. I guess it wasn't orange. It and was he puts blue. it in his, his water. Yeah. And so we're like, hmm. At first I thought he was putting some shit for fire breathing like that Chips episode. Oh, yeah, of course. Of and course. I thought, it's like, holy shit, is, is uh, fucking too sweet going to blow a ball of fucking fire in El Cid's face? Uh, that's no. what I was ready for. Ding, the end of the round. Gives him that water. Yeah, the manager is pissed. He's like, Come on, kid. I thought you had. I thought you said you had him. You could, you told me you were gonna get him down in three. And he's like, "Hey, I'm just learning his moves. Keep it cool, like me. Too sweet." And while that's going on, Brian Bosworth makes a phone call, and we see the mysterious silk pajama character. Oh my! God. With a a, a a drag queen, I guess. I thought it was a woman at first. No, it's not. She was wearing. I don't know her pronouns. I'm gonna say she. She was wearing. A bizarre sci-fi outfit. I didn't know what was going on in this scene. She had multiple outfits, all of them fantastic. But this was like a crazy. Like, I, I thought they were like, is, are they talking to a spaceship? Because yeah. this, this <laughs> other guy in the pajamas looked weird. He's got like bleach blonde hair, spiky hair. Dude, it, it is like albino blonde hair. It <laughs> yes. is, it's white as fucking. It's crazy. And he is a beautiful man. And you're just like, I immediately was like, Billy Drago was considered for this character. He had to be. Do you, I want? I got. I know who this guy is. This is this is Anthony Geary. Does, does, the, does the the phrase Luke and Laura mean anything to you, Griff? No. All right. Well, Anthony Geary was Luke. They were on General Hospital. Oh, and they man. were like the big couple. And I'm bringing this up because I even remember this. It was like eighty eighty one when Luke and Laura got married. It was like probably to this day the biggest, most watched uh, soap opera, like daytime show ever. So big that Elizabeth Taylor, who was still a big star back then, requested to be on this episode. Wow. So, of course, this Anthony Geary thought he was this huge star, leaves the show, and next thing you know, he's doing Penitentiary 3. So his so, career kind of went nowhere. At some point, we're going to cover this episode for a tippy-tap, right? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing soap operas. Somebody requested uh, of Murray on Twitter because that'll make it happen. No. All right, so we got we got our uh, we we just we so just, we're just we, like where does who are these people we don't know these yeah. cut right back to the match yep and we got uh, too sweet he's drinking up that water and he's just like don't gotta worry. be hydrated I gotta be hydrated I learned all of his move it's okay I'm I'm taking him down right now and they get up and they start trading blows again and you know he takes uh, T S takes uh, sorry too sweet takes like a kidney shot and that just like rattles him to the point where his eye like i thought he was about to you know turn into the hawk because they do a close-up of his eyes and they're growing bigger and then his pants start ripping off it's like what the fuck is gonna happen here and oh my god the man he knows they deliver punches so good in this movie 
So good. Yeah. They don't cut away. They don't do quick cuts. These punches looked real as fuck. Well, he goes ape shit. Yeah. And this fucking that's assaulting El El Cid's like, what the fuck? I know we're boxing, but and he's just pummeling the fuck. He ties him up in the ropes and starts yeah. pummeling the ref. It's like, whoa, chill. Again, apologies ahead of time. Orange Cassidy, take lessons on how to do a super punch here because Too Sweet is delivering multiple, look way better, and he's just hammering it down. El Cid actually can sell too, so he's fucking, he's actually getting, uh, you know, Blood color for this. Blood flying too. everywhere, splattering. I, I want to point out, Bell ringing constantly. They're trying to break up this fight. Like you said, the ref's trying to separate him, but he's, he's getting hit with Too Sweet elbows. It's like, he doesn't want any of this shit. Audience... Loving it. <laughs> well, that's what cheering. You, that's what you come to a boxing match to see. They want the blood. Right. They want the blood. The color commentators, they're just like, now we knew this was going to be a grueling match, but these two are friends. <laughs> friends. Why is he killing him? This is beyond boxing. This is murder. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. And then finally, some guys come in restrained too sweet. And then we're back into the locker room. Two sweets finally calm down from that shit. Right? Yeah. And this, this it's is sinking in. This is interesting because this is when the fog starts seeping into the movie. <laughs> yes. The fog is like, yes. you know, it, it's I don't know what to explain it. It is just an ominous feeling that you get in this movie. Yeah, somebody rented a smoke machine <laughs> and said, "We're getting our money's worth out of this." There's so much fog in this okay. movie. One? No, more like nineteen smoke machines. There's so many. <laughs> And maybe you're right. Like the director was like, I want the feel of just like an evil presence coming in. Yeah, like David Lynch probably took notes on this because he definitely gets the vibe. He was uh, assistant director on this film. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. assistant smoke director. <laughs> this also inspired the smoke monster from the TV show Lost. Oh, that's yeah. where they got it from. I yeah. never watched that show. And so yeah, and the manager's like, holy shit. Fucking sweet. You killed him. Yeah. And he's traumatized. This was his friend. It is, yeah. And so you get uh too sweet. He just he puts his hands out like a rocky moment of championship, but no, he's breathing and he's taking in the agony. He knows he's going back to the old penitentiary. <laughs> Third time. Three strikes and you're out. <laughs> we learned from a reporter that they found traces of Eldine in his system. Yep. And that he's good he's going three years for manslaughter. Yep. And so we're just like we got you. we got all of our credits rolling right now. And as we're watching, listening, watching, listening, you know, this is the second movie in a row. When I started it, I was like, "Did I cut in from the, like it?" Just it was very like I'm so used to just starting at the start. Yeah, and we're like in the middle of a scene. So yeah, I was confused once again. Yeah, so we got this saxophone playing, and we're feeling somber. We're just seeing shots of cities, and we're seeing like that news uh, report that we just described. And then finally we cut into the old wagon where they're carrying all, you know, the people going to the penitentiary. And that saxophone we've been hearing <laughs> is not added to the movie. It's the movie. It's a character yeah. in the movie. Well, we have, yeah, we have a close-up of Too Sweet, and then it pulls back. And literally right next to him is a guy playing saxophone in a paddy wagon. It is amazing. By the way, on IMDb, you will find no trivia for this movie. So by the end of this episode... We will have new trivia up there because we ha we report the facts here. Right. That's all we do. So we'll get we'll get some information out there about this movie. So we, this is where we meet the character Roscoe, Roscoe, sex player, little white boy. 
and he's very helpful. We have a theory because we're like we're like assuming now he's just he got arrested too and he's going to prison. No, I think that he's like part of the welcome wagon for prison. Does that assimilate yeah. people? Yeah, calm them down with the saxophone with music. Saxophone jazz is known to calm the soul. Because so. for a guy who's as far as we know, is going to prison at the same time too sweet as he knows all the rules about what's happening in this prison. And I'm like, how does he know that if he's just going into prison now? Exactly. He Again, he knows everything. So he actually... Maybe it's a parole thing? I don't know. Maybe. So he actually starts explaining it. He's like, hey, too sweet. I, I He knew too sweet, didn't he? Everybody knows too everybody sweet. Everybody knows he's too sweet. He's a fucking boxing champ. So, he's, he's the number one pick. Everybody wants him. Everybody wants and So Roscoe was explaining that to him. Like, once we get in, you don't have to worry about shit. Like, dropping, you could drop soap wherever you want. No one's <laughs> going to touch you because everyone's going to want you. There's a whole underground boxing ring in this prison, right. penitentiary we're going to. So you're going to be good. Uh, I'm actually a pretty good fighter myself, but we won't we won't get it. Well, yeah, that. we we learned that the 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 prison's really run by our man who we saw earlier in the pajamas, Serengeti. Serengeti, great. He's name. the real. He's not. He the you think the warden's running it? No, he's running it because the warden owes him like five hundred grand because he's got he a gambling addiction. He's mm. like he's a good person, but he he loves betting. Yep, just that's like, his weakness. Just like AEW inmates running the prison, and so. We learned, yes, Serengeti, he desperately wants Too Sweet to win this fucking box, underground boxing tournament. This is like the low-level group. I would never want to be a part of this. Yeah, this is, no. This is poor people shit. <laughs> There's nobody with a tuxedo at all. There's no naked women with food on their bodies. That's that's where I want to be. I mean, I it wanna... seemed like you could have worked in some, but I get it. I wouldn't right. want to be operating out of a prison. <laughs> right. Also, wasn't the writer or director of this movie the same guy who did Welcome Home, Roscoe Jones? <laughs> could have been. I don't know. <laughs> Which is funny that they have another character in this name, Roscoe. You're probably right. And so, yes, yeah, so Serengeti, who's this big crime lord, but yeah. in prison... And he's living like a king. Yeah. His, he's got a red curtain that blocks off his cell. He's got a transsexual, he, he's, like, he's sex got a tri- person. triple cell. We don't, don't assume that. <laughs> he's got well, a he's beautiful, just a servant to Serengeti? He's got a beautiful woman with him. It's all we can make out of this, Murray. I don't know. I was confused. And he's always wearing, he's like the Hugh Hefner of, of the penitentiary. He's always wearing silk pajamas. Yeah. You're even getting ahead of yourself. You're so excited to talk about Serengeti. Well, I'm just I'm just laying it out. And so he's running the prison. And like you said, the biggest thing to happen in this prison is the boxing tournament every I year. thought you were going to say Dolph Stick. I can't. I'm, no. I'm brainwashed on biggest thing, just Dolph Stick. No. So, this is the Dolph word. Dick of boxing, uh, <laughs> prison <laughs> boxing. So we get to. Well, we, Too Sweet is the, is the Dolph <laughs> Dick. Of, that's the, he's the one you want. Now I'm just imagining Too Sweet hanging off fucking Dolph's waist as his dick. All right. So they have a draft. They, it's, very official. This is very – rules. Rules mean something in fucking prison. Right. I love and it. And they have a combine. So everyone's got to run the 440. you got to check your vertical leap. I don't. There's nothing to do with boxing, but you, they do all this shit. Monkey bars. They have the thing where you do, like, the bicycle thing overhead. So they strip everyone down in their underwear. they got them lined up in the hallway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our man Joshua, Bull Hurley from over the top, he's, like, looking them over. He's, like, inspecting them for the warden. Yeah, he, well, he's saying that's not as big as Dolph's. That's not as big as Dolph's. He does have a ruler. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, you're all good to go. 
While that's going on, our boy fucking Roscoe's just chilling with his sack, shining it. You know, once again, I, I'm thinking he like he's part of the welcome wagon. Yeah, he's always shining that saxophone. It's kind of cool. And he's like, "Hey, too sweet, you're going to be picked number one." Yeah, clearly. Too sweet's like, "What are you talking? One number one? What? The boxing tournament?" He's like, "I'm done fighting. Yeah, I ki- I'm in here because I killed someone in a boxing match. It's <laughs> the last thing I want to do. I just killed my friend." And just like, you know, right at the end of that sentence, we're in the warden's office. Warden's got all the guys lined up. He looks T.S. right in the face, too sweet, and he's like, you. You're my guy. I cannot. I'm not going to fight. What do you mean you're not going to fight? Are you waiting for a better deal from that Serengeti? Because he's not going to offer you a deal. Mine's the deal you want. And he's like, no. And apparently, if you refuse to fight, that means because the, the warden had the number one pick. And if he refuses to fight, it's, he's a free agent, apparently. What, what's the point? <laughs> like, if this was a real. Uh, okay. I did say this movie has real rules, but clearly this is broken they're, the rules. They're penitentiary rules. So. They, they are. And if you're in prison, they're meant to be broken. And also, Serengeti is above warden, so right. I guess it works out that way. But this is nice. We get this nice silver platter. It's walking down uh, right in front of the cell. Well, it's got the big cover that you only see in cartoons. They're covering meals. Or Home Alone 2. And, yeah, it's like we're assuming it's, I don't know what, fucking Mm -hmm. New York Strip, something. It's got to be good. Because we've been hearing about how Serengeti's guys always get delicious food. And Serengeti gets the best. He's probably eating, like, dragon right now. That's probably (laughs) a dragon's head underneath it. And so there's this character, Rufus, who we did meet earlier in the paddy wagon, who is just can't. He's like, hey, guys, I killed my boy, my wife. She's a bitch. Yeah. Do you want to hear about how I did it? Obvious, I did it. Obviously, this guy's in there for, like, fucking littering or some bullshit. And he's trying to make himself look tough this so is people clear, will fuck with him. clearly what's happening. And so he's like, I didn't stab her. I didn't shoot her. I didn't stuff her into the oven. I strangled her. Was it strangled? You know, he drowned her. I drowned her. And he's telling these two old black guys that obviously they must have been in there for like 50 years. And they're just like, they're like arguing, are you going to rape them? No, I'm going to rape them. <laughs> I want to point out, I think this is the first prison I've ever seen. No one gets raped. No one. And there's no shower scene. No shower scene whatsoever. So they're breaking new ground. Yeah. As always, Cannon does. And so Rufus is a little nervous because this is what he was trying to. Well, he's nuts. He's not nervous at all. He's just like, I mean, he's nervous on the inside. Yeah. He he's, he thought he was going to impress these guys, and they're clearly not impressed. So he's kind of backing up, and he's like, oh, Jay's, uh, what do I got here? What's this silver platter? He's pulling yes. all of a sudden. So that's, oh, that's, my the, God. that's his nervous voice. So he opens up the platter. He's, like, doing this whole cartoon bit. And he starts to open it, and Hugo's hand slaps, or maybe it was Joshua. Someone's hand slaps It was Hugo. Him. It was Hugo. Yeah. And then they, I think they punch him in the fucking face. And they're no, like, they only punch him. He slides down the hallway. <laughs> he punches him so hard. There is a lot of uh, cartoon punches in this. Hugo right. is a cartoon man, so I guess that makes sense. And they're just like, you're going to be getting a visit from Thud tonight. <laughs> and we're like, thud, the Midnight Thud? I, I mean, we, we probably all are thinking the same thing. It's rape. Someone's yeah, gonna come rape him. Yeah, that's what that's what I say when I'm gonna fuck it's somebody. A, you're, baby, you're getting the midnight thud later tonight. <laughs> it's a prison movie, so of course you're. Prison. And then we cut down. We're literally in a dungeon in the bowels of the fucking prison. A dungeon. There's shackles on the wall, and all we're seeing is some pornography being projected on the wall. 
And we're like, and then we hear, and we're like, holy fucking shit. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared. Oh, So later that night, that fucking mystical mist starts fucking flying. And the guy's like, Joshua's like, gotta go get the thud. (laughs) So they go. They are wearing like baseball catcher's gear. (laughs) No, it's like, yeah, it's like SWAT gear and then like welding masks. Yes, yes. Well, they didn't want to pass COVID. So Joshua and his stuttering buddy, the thud's coming for you. And there's this huge like vault, and they like turn the wheel like a bank fall, and they open. More fog rolls out. Of course, we'll learn later. It's not fog, but we'll get into that later. Fog rolling through, and more guttural noises. Oh my god! I don't know if it was my stomach or what. And then Rufus is like in his pri- he's laying in his cell, and what's going on? I love how <laughs> all the names in this movie are very literal because. T-Sweet's like, what the fuck's going on? Why is there a fog? Because him and Roscoe are in the room, uh, cell together. Mm-hmm. And Roscoe's like, that's the Midnight Thud. You know why they call him Midnight Thud? Because the last thing you hear is a thud yeah. at midnight. It's like very <laughs> literal. Very on the nose. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and he's like, wow. And then Rufus is like sleeping like a baby. Yeah. And then he hears a wakes him up. Because ah! the Midnight Thud bites off people's dicks. He'd have a tough time with Dolph, but he has no trouble with Rufus. And then, like, I think the other guy's like, saves off with me. He's like, the guys, the black guys that were earlier. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, this took that guy's manhood. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit. What the fuck? Oh, man. So all we know is there's a monster lurking in this penitentiary called the Midnight Thud. <laughs> and he likes to watch porn in his sex dungeon. So we go to the next day. Too Sweet is pulled out of his cell, and he's pushed with explicit rules into Serengeti's room you're putting being pushed in uh back to Serengeti don't ever turn around and look at him never that is the That's rule rule number 1 so Serengeti like you said very billy i guess i bet they couldn't get billy drago for this because he's very he's 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 uh, channeling Billy Drago all throughout. The oh film. yeah, every time we see him talk, he's doing like a little hand across, and he's got very uh, uh, exotic nails got, happening. Well, yeah, he's got. While this is going on, his Cleopatra, his lover. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm assuming. I'm sorry. It could be just a friend, a cellmate, woman, man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but she's like giving a pedicure while he's like talking. Yeah. And he's got these devilish long fingernails with, like, rings on every finger. Oh, yeah. And he's got a goblet, and he's drinking blood, I'm assuming. They have drywalled the cell so they can hang beautiful photos <laughs> up and everything. Well, no, there's, like, fucking a Mona Lisa's up. Yeah. And they got a couple busts here and there. He's got a double wide, by the way. They put they actually cut a hole into the adjacent <laughs> room, and they put a sheet over that. That's his love room. He's got like this, and it's cut off by a red velvet curtain. Oh, red! I kept thinking we're going to the Black Lodge when you step in there, oh. because they do all these shots where you just see a character in front of the black uh, or the red uh, curtains and everything. And he's just like, like "You're gonna fight for me, yeah." Too sweet, too sweet, too sweet. He breaks rule number one right from the get. He turns around. I like to look a man in the eyes when he talks shit to me. Yeah, um. Nobody's pea brain. I'm nobody's property. And I always look a man in the eye before I tell him to kiss my ass. And then fucking 
Serengeti. He's like Gollum. Like, Don't. You can't. I'm sorry. Don't got, look at me. He, he's got that weird, wispy Drago voice where it doesn't ever get loud enough. So they probably put a mic down his throat so you could hear him. Don't look at me. And it, always with the hands <laughs> cascading over his face. I love it. And then Hugo runs in, grabs him out. He broke the rules. Oh, yeah. Of course he broke the rules. So we cut back to the cell later at night. Roscoe and uh, Two Sweet are in the cell just shooting the shit. And Roscoe's like, hey, did I ever tell you why I'm in here? Yeah, he's, of course, waxing his old saxophone. He's got all these, like, posters of, like, jazz and blues Miles, grades. Yeah, Miles Davis, Thornley's Monk. And he's, once he, he, like, did he bring that with him? He has, like, his totally, like... Again, we were just saying, he yeah. is the ambassador. <laughs> right. So he's been here for years already. Fa- this fact you can go read on IMDb. I'll put it up later. But he has been there for three years. <laughs> right. We got the whole backstory up there. Well, we learned that he's in, in the big house because somebody was fucking with him out on the streets. And oh, no, he was playing He was playing a show. He was playing a show? Yeah, he was playing okay. a jazz show. Okay. And a, a guy started telling him, that's not how Giant Steps is played. And he said, I'm about to take a giant step over to you and play a soft D on you. Is that a dick reference? We don't know. Roscoe's a crazy man, too. Turns out, yeah, he beats this guy to death. And it turns out the guy had a plate in his head. And I guess you can't beat a guy with a plate in his head to death. They must have been watching some WWF when they came up with that line. <laughs> I don't know. But he's like, yeah. I'm in jail now. Like he's a not he's not phased at all, and he murdered guys. Like hey, shit happens, you know. You know. Yeah. Don't fuck with the guy's jazz. So basically, what we're learning here is, I mean, we already kind of figure too sweet and Roscoe were fast friends, but they're they're heavily bonding, right? And you know, as soon as people well, they heavily, both murdered a guy in a fight, so that that brings you together. That's, that's true. But you know, when uh, you're heavily bonding with somebody in the first act, you got to be ripped away from you. Right. Got to be. So here comes Hugo or Joshua. Joshua, because Hugo is a prisoner. Joshua okay. is a guard. Oh, okay. Hugo is a prisoner. Yeah. That makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Joshua comes by. He's rattling all the bars with his nightstick and everything. Roscoe, you're coming with me. They pull him out. And, of course, Roscoe tells Too Sweet, Just sleep with one eye open tonight, buddy. And two cheeks closed. <laughs> <laughs> so he's He's sleeping. And then you just see this fog. So much fog. And then you... (laughs) And then Too Sweet opens his eyes, and you see a silhouette of this misshapen form. Oh, yeah. Well, he's groggy because he was getting a good night's sleep. He was sleeping with both eyes closed. Uh, But then there's all the fog. And and then finally, the moonlight. John Hart did this scene, actually. You just see the moonlight silhouetting this... Figure, this figure, and you're seeing an approach through the fog, and finally it clears enough. The grog clears out of two sweets' eyes. Holy shit, Murray! We were expecting a monster, like fucking seven feet tall. I was expecting Lord Among Us. No, we get the three foot tall Haiti kid, <laughs> aka the Midnight Thud. <laughs> Midnight Thud. And it was this fucking fight. It's the greatest fight I've ever seen in a movie. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Midnight Thud launches himself at Two Sweet. Two Sweet's just in his underwear. He's just, he's very vulnerable. Yeah. Midnight Thud 
he's wearing like a loincloth with a big thick dog collar on. He, they got him in some S and M gear, <laughs> and he's got a pipe. He's got yeah. He came with his own lead pipe from his own cell. So I imagine. He, man, he's like Super Mario, man. He just leaps on the fucking two sweet shoulders and starts. Like got him in a scissor lock with his legs, and he's strangling Too Sweet with his pipe. Yeah, and this just carries on, and he's like, uh, Too Sweet is trying to get purchased on the pipe. He's trying to fucking push it off of him, and then he finally like runs him against the back of the wall. So he gets out that way, and they're like trying. He's trying to throw these punches, but it, it's so awkward because he has to punch <laughs> down so far, and Too or uh, Thud. He operates in this game, you know? Thud is insane. He starts doing the curly moves. He starts slapping. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? And he starts windmilling his stubby little arms. I didn't know what was happening. And he is, okay, Thud is running this show. We've seen <laughs> Too Sweet fight. This man knows how Too to handle sweet. himself. Yeah, he's a champion boxer. Exactly. And he barely survives. Yeah. He's hanging on. Yeah, so he gets thrown into a wall. So, like, somehow Thud does a move. It was like a, I think he did a hurricanrana to him. <laughs> he did. And throws him into, uh, throws Too Sweet back into his bed where he bumps his head on the wall. And so he's just hanging out there kind of dazed for a second. Yeah. Thud's feeling pretty good about it when that scent hits his nose. That oily, beautiful essence of orange. Yes. Citrich is distracted by an orange. <laughs> There's an orange underneath uh, two sweets. No, no, no. It's, it's on top of his oh, sink. It? He goes for it, and he's caressing. <laughs> he's doing some Billy Drago hand acting as well. Billy Drago probably did hand acting uh, coordination uh, uh, on yes. this movie. And so he's caressing. <laughs> he, he's he got it to his lips. because He's forgotten all about two sweets, all about this orange. Yes, now. and thought has also forgotten how to eat an orange because <laughs> he maybe he's just lacking in so many nutrients that that's why he eats the peel. Maybe his fingers are too stubby to peel off the thing, so he has maybe, to bite But he's got it. really long fingernails, so he could have scored it that that way, Mur- Mur- Murray. Uh, but th- you see, in this other days, uh, Too Sweet comes to and, like, kicks him. So the orange rolls under the bed. And, again, Thud <laughs> does not give a shit that he was just kicked. He's like, I got to get that orange. So he goes over. He's on the, under the bed, grabbing the orange, touching it, licking it, just squeezing it. And fucking Too Sweet is kicking the shit out of him. But finally... Thud's like, all right, I'll deal with you again. He, like, pushes him back, and then he goes into curly mode part two and <laughs> slapping and throwing his arms in front of him. And meanwhile, all throughout this, he's making the most bizarre noises. <laughs> like, oh it's like God. Red Brown would be like, chill the fuck out. Thud gets up right into uh, Two Sweets' eyes, gouges <laughs> them. We're, we, uh, we talked about the fog. It's foggy as all fucking hell, but now he's got his eyes gouged out. So then he, he, he does another Hurricane Rana to him, and then um, now the Thud, uh, Two Sweet has been thrown into another wall. He, he's fucking knocked out again, and Thud goes up. Instead of the orange, he starts, like, gnawing on his face. <laughs> Because that wasn't his dick he was crotched up into. That was his face. And that wakes up too sweet. <laughs> so. Don't worry, guys. This fight's not over yet. <laughs> I just love the fucking Super Mario leaps that Thud does. Yes. Like, he leaps over 
uh, too sweet at one time. Yeah, it's right here because <laughs> because he throws Thud off, and then they're like, you know, they have three feet of space again. They do a close Did up. He, what is, is it? A mushroom? What makes Super yeah, Mario? Leave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he, maybe an orange makes him. That's like his mushroom. Yeah, he got some of that juice in there or something. <laughs> they do a close up of Thud's uh, legs, just his legs, and. He, he doesn't bend his knees. He doesn't do anything. He just floats into the air. <laughs> well, he's like Superman. It's all about the core. He's got that core strength. As we eventually do learn. Guts! <laughs> and so, yes, he's like leaping and like, oh, my God. It's like confusing. It's freaking out. Oh, yeah. This, sweet. this is where he launches his crotch into uh, <laughs> uh, Two Sweet's face, yeah. like in the power yeah. bomb His form. move is the fucking head scissors. That's yes. like he chokes people out with his stubby little leg. I don't think his legs wrap around the neck of Too Sweet. It's like a triple threat here because he wraps his legs around the neck, and I imagine his cockles go right in the person's mouth, so it's like he's, stu- <laughs> he's like stuffed Just remember it. You know? His M.O. is biting off people's manhoods, so I'm waiting for that to happen. Now he's, like, almost taunting Too Sweet to bite off his. Yeah. So th- th- this, is, this is getting crazy. You're like, how is he going to get out of this one? He's choking. He can't get those legs off him. <laughs> but again, I mean, Too Sweet, he's, he's just like, all right, I'll just run his ass into a wall. Right. So he slams him into a wall. They both finally break up. They're, you know, leaning against uh, opposite walls. They're bleeding. No, no, no. What happens is Too Sweet gets up, hurl dwarf tosses him into the cell door. Oh, shit. And that totally, because he was just kind of dazed from the hit the wall. Oh, okay. And he slams him in. I thought he was dead. I thought he killed Thud. And then Joshua comes in. Oh, I guess we got to take him back. Yep. And uh, apparently he's a lot uh, heavier than he looks. They're, like, straining to pull this midget. That's right. And they just pull him right out to the, uh, to the like, walkway outside of the cells. And they're standing over. They're, I think they were just, like, trying to lock it up. You hear all the, all the prisoners are awake at this point because whenever you hear the thud of the midnight <laughs> thud. The thud at midnight. It's everybody wakes kind. up. And so everybody's awake. Serengeti's, of course, awake. And Joshua, like, leans into Serengeti. Not leans over the curtain. He just talks through the curtain. He's like, hey. He's uh, not allowed to look at Serengeti. Exactly. Exactly. No one is. He, like, (laughs) I just for some reason had him putting on his sunglasses. That just popped (laughs) in my brain, and it's so funny. Um, But he leans in, and he's just like, hey, uh, too sweet beat Midnight Thud. And he's like, all right. (laughs) the new orders somehow that translates into joshua's brain maybe he can telepathically put these thoughts into his brain we've worked for serengeti enough that he can he's figured it out he's a he's a serengeti whisperer yeah and so what what they had been saying was that too sweet is going to be taken to the basement and during all this kerfuffle thud has woken up well, they throw him back into his, his dungeon cell. Well, yeah, this is why they throw him into the dungeon cell, because I thought he had two cells, and he ends up in the dungeon cell because he attacks them right here. He does his launch move, but he's so weak at this point that they can easily grasp him and just throw him into his dungeon cell. Well, they've played this level before, so they know <laughs> to dodge. They go up, up, A, B, down. Up, up, baby, And he, down. he misses them. So they, they throw him back into his porno fucking sex <laughs> dungeon with the porno still playing. Yep. Constant loop. And it's an old projector, too. That's how old school he is. And so 
Of course, we're in a dungeon. There's got to be rats. Oh, yeah. So our boy, that's his only friends. Thud's friends are rats. Oh, also his crack pipe. <laughs> because then he pulls out his crack pipe and starts smoking crack. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Snow White. He's like friends with the rats. They're all like hanging out with them. The one gets up and stands on the little crate he has as a, as a table. And he he looks at his little rat friend. And he's high as shit now. And so he takes another big puff, and he blows it in his little rat friend's face, and the rat immediately dies. And you see this look of grief cross over his face as he picks up the little rat, drops it. We're finally seeing that there is some humanity to the thought. There really is. There really is. I There's something about that citrus that just makes me think that he's grasping for something. Right. Other than a delicious, nutritious well, Right now, treat. he's in the clutches of crack. <laughs> yes, he is in the clutches <laughs> because of crack. He's just sucking that pipe like a dick. <laughs> and That's he's... when he hears another kerfuffle. Right. Yeah. They're dragging in too sweet. Who's... Barely hanging on. He's just, he's probably has multiple concussions right now. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that fight was brutal. Again, this compares to They Live. Right. Like, even if you don't believe we, you know, it's the better fight, it compares to it, and you right. should watch it. And there's a second fight later <laughs> that I would argue also compares to it. Right. But anyways, so Too Sweet is brought down. And, you know, it just so happens that what Serengeti was whispering, you know, and Joshua had to translate in his brain. They pull out the old car battery, the old fucking gator teeth. What do they call them again? I don't know. What do you do? You do you use the charge batteries? Uh, jumper cables. Jumper cables. They get out the old they jumper cables. Put them on two sweet nipples. Of course. And they just start fucking They're shock. the most conductive part of a human body. Right. Start shocking the fuck out of him. And then you hear this mournful. <laughs> and you hear thud. He's having some straight-up PTSD. They did this to him. That's how they broke him. Yeah, and we actually get to see him when he was had the nipples on his clamp. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little more of that dyslexic hair. Clamp on the nipples, yes. He's just... he's Now we know this is how they created Thud. He was a normal human being at one yeah. time. So we cut to the next day. Our warden, he's up in the box. We finally have seen the boxing ring. <laughs> there is a boxing ring. People do box in prison. And he has his whole stable there. He's got the the little bleacher out and everything. And he's telling everybody, look, you're all losers. That's why you're in prison. I mean, half of you are here for having like a joint in your pocket, but you're losers. You're fucking no lives. You got to break them down and bring them back up. Yep. I am going to give you the chance to be winners. We're going to float like butterflies. We're going to sing like bees. We're going to hang from the trees. We're going to drop the elbows. And you know what? We'll have them shaking in their knees. And everybody is inspired, especially Roscoe. Well, he also inspires him by saying, and if you're really good, we're going to, I cut a deal with the women's prison next door. We're going to let some of the ladies come and watch you fight. Ooh, a lady. That's how weak the warden's fucking like ploy is. Because we learned, Serengeti, he's paying winners $1,000. Yeah. So they got a little more inspiration. And, and Serengeti, he owns this, even though he's that guy is the warden, he owns this penitentiary because he's got closed circuit TV like cameras everywhere. Yeah, we, have a ca- we watch a camera guy. He's filming all these promos <laughs> and everything. But yeah, Get- Getty's offers for his guys $1,000 for a win from his stable, 5000 for like semi semi wins because this was a tournament of some sort. 
And all we're getting from the warden is some chicks from the prison might watch you perform. Might watch. <laughs> might watch. That's it. So I, I'm gonna, if I'm a prisoner, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to work for Serengeti. But Murray, we've had too much time without Too Sweet, so we're going to go back to him in the prison. Back to the dungeon. Or back to the basement. And uh, it just so happens that Roscoe worked out a deal where him and Joshua were going to break. Because Roscoe, as we find out here, got a deal uh, worked out where he works in the kitchen now. And right. so he packs up uh, 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 Two Sweets lunch. It looked in like a, just pieces of Wonder Bread in a tin can. I don't know what was going but, on. But it was like sealed, too. And it was yeah. like a tuna can where it had the fresh. <laughs> so it's like, wait, are they canning lunches in this prison? I don't know, maybe it was some Lunchables. And clearly they sealed it themselves because he st- uh, uh, Roscoe put maybe a note in some here. old World War II MRIs, I don't know. Oh, I got to say. MREs, I, I should say. If it weren't for the fog, the fog helps <laughs> bring in, because the basement, by the way, is fog. It's just fog. You can't see <laughs> Every, shit. I, it's it's a, such I low would, quality. I would love to see if it's in high definition. <laughs> yes. You know the fog is just to cover up all the like, obvious yeah. sets. That these like you are. probably see all the crew, people working in the background <laughs> or so. But I love this because, okay, too sweet. We don't know how much time has passed. Months, weeks, years. Days. Neither does he. He's heavily concussed. He is heavily concussed. He can barely lift his head. The rat set dressing. Wonderful. Rats crawling all <laughs> over him and everything. And he's going to open that can as a person who used to have rats. Uh, I got to tell you, rats as pets. If they smell any kind of food, they're, they're going to be crawling all over it. This is not how this scene's going to work out. You got to stand up and then switch hands for the food because they'll run across your shoulders and your arms to get that food. So... Uh, He's laying there. The rats are staying away from the food for some reason, and he's just slowly eating that Wonder Bread. And he's, it's all balled up. Wonder yeah, bread. <laughs> it's so gross. Well, it's supposed to be prison. It's got to be gross. Yeah, I guess so. And then he notices a note, and he opens it up, and it's from Roscoe. And Roscoe's like, "Hey there, do sweet. Oh, by the way, I heard your trainer. He killed himself. Oh, but but never mind that. I'm gonna be in a tournament, and I'm gonna win." You're my inspiration, too, sweet. Yeah, and the warden said it that if I win as a prize, I could come hang out with you down in the basement. Like, we'll open the door and everything. And snap, we're going right to a fight. Roscoe is up in the body boxing ring, and you just He's hear, fighting Rufus. You it, Wait, what? He was fighting Rufus. He was fighting Rufus? Yes, he apparently survived his dick biting off. That was Ru- That did not look like Rufus at all. I'm pretty sure it was Rufus. That looked like I'm- Danny Trejo. No, no, no. That's later. That's later? Yeah. Oh, that's see, right. Because we got to see Roscoe win a you're fight. You're right. You're right. You're, you're 100% right. But as we cut to this fight, and again, fog's pouring in for reasons, uh, low quality, you just hear, hit him with the booty. Booty. Kick his booty. Booty. <laughs> Kick his booty. Well, it's, it's prison. There's some booty obsession going on. That's all I mean, you got. Yeah, butt pussy. That's all you get. <laughs> and Roscoe, obviously, it's not that much of an accomplishment to beat a guy's dick that he got bit <laughs> off the other day. But he takes out Rufus. <laughs> I didn't even recognize this because the fight's so quick. It's a squash Well, you can recognize it because there's so much fucking fog. I literally couldn't tell what was going on. I'm not even positive it was Rufus, Griff. I just think it was a Rufus-like shape. 
Well, he had, he, it was he had, so foggy. Like, like, why is there fog in a boxing match? He had like the Jeff Goldblum from the fly hair. Yes. That's the only way I could yes. recognize him. Yes, that's why I thought it was Rufus. Okay, so I'll give that one to you because I clearly did not remember that at all. All right, so we know Roscoe wins. So he's going to be getting a visit from Roscoe soon. We go back. Too sweet in the dungeon. He's just having all these nightmares about killing his El Cid. Yep. And he's he's obviously traumatized by this PTSD up the ass. Yep. And that's when Roscoe and the warden come down. And Roscoe shakes him awake. He's got a nice sponge. He's sponging him off with, cooling him down. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I won my match. Let's, could, can we talk about me real quick? And two sweets, like, confused. Like, oh my God, where am I? Oh, yeah. Like, he's got brain damage. He's been concussed. <laughs> On top of it, he's been electrocuted. And electrocuted. <laughs> so he finally, like, kind of comes to and Roscoe, you know, explains to him with the warden there because the warden's right. in on this. He, Roscoe's, of course, part of the warden's stable. So right. mo- when we talk motivation, here's, here's what it is. Like, the warden needs to win. Right. He needs Roscoe to be his best competitor. So they're going to cut a deal with Too Sweet to train Roscoe. Well, he's like, his next fight against this guy, they call him Severe. You know why they call him Severe? <laughs> he literally says this. Because he can kick ass severely. severely. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, very on-the-nose fucking uh, nicknames. Not very clever. Well, with all the fog and the crack smoke and the concussions, like everybody in this prison's a little fucked in the head. And so uh, Too Sweet agrees. Why not? You know, he doesn't want yeah. this kid to get hurt. Yep. And, of course, they'll get, they'll get anything they want. Like, like, aside from getting the keys to leave the prison, we'll get you, like, anything. Because Warden needs to pay off his debt to Serengeti. Right. So he to can get take control, control of, the of the prison, prison again. Right. But it has to be in secret. <laughs> you have to do it down in the basement where apparently no one will notice because no one else hangs out in the basement. It's too weird. Well, yeah, it is. that's the domain of the Midnight Thought. <laughs> Speaking true. of the Midnight Thought, we hear the... <laughs> so uh, the warden goes up to see him because they got a little hole where they put the food through. Yep, yep. And the warden's like, oh, Midnight Thought, how you doing? Oh, you... And then there's piss flying out. Yep. And a little, little uh, gag there for it. <laughs> gag that leads right into our very first training montage. And if you thought you were escaping this 90-minute beautiful <laughs> movie without a training montage, I say worry not. There is four training montage montages in and this movie. And they're all in the fog. How? And they're all in the fog, and they're somehow better each one. Like, you think you'd be like, I'm sick of it. But no, they're all so good. And I don't know what happens in the dankness of a ba- foggy basement, but it still has, that, like, that natural essence to it where your training is ten times better than that of like an indoor arena. Right. You well you're, you're surrounded by stone that's kind of outside. Stone dirt and floors dirt floor, right, and yeah. rats everywhere. So you're just absorbing mother nature. You're you know? just a, yeah okay all that blood sweat. And so tears, Roscoe yeah. he's doing apparently running forwards and backwards is very important for boxing because he's doing a lot of that. Oh yeah they, he's doing sit ups where the camera is laying right in front of Roscoe's dick, where he's wearing the shortest little shorts. So you got a lot of bulge action happening there, and there's about five shots of that during this montage. But, yeah, the sprinting back and forth, up and down, just into the fog, out of the fog. So they, they could take a break, and this is where we learn the, the, the healing power of the orange. Yes. Because Sue Sweet's like, suck on this orange for 20 seconds, you'll be Good as no. What the fuck? I, I like that Roscoe playing the role of the audience. 
looks at him. <laughs> if this weren't so foggy in HD, we might have seen some facial expressions, but we have no idea. We see a blurry man holding an orange object. And not only do we see it, Thud sees it. He's yep. looking through that little peephole, and he's like licking his lips. He's yep. like, <laughs> and then uh, fucking Too Sweet interprets that as, you want an orange? Yeah. So he hands him an orange, and then fucking uh, Thud bites his fucking hand. They're all a part of nature. Like, because of that floor and the rats, they're all, like, talking to each other on a whole new level now. Well, then why did Thud bite too sweet? Well, he, come on. He's still a little rabbit of a human being. <laughs> and the crack. The crack. Come on. <laughs> he is smoking heavily. <laughs> crack. I don't know why they're supplying him with cracks, though. <laughs> but they are. <laughs> So and then, does that mean Serengeti's giving him the crack? That's that has to be what it is. Uh, maybe the warden. I don't know. The warden likes him. He has a soft spot for him. Well, no, uh, maybe a little bit, but I think it's I think it's Serengeti because Serengeti summons him to murder people. Well, bite dicks off. <laughs> Apparently not murder because we got to have him box the next day. Guy got his dick bit off on Monday. Had to box a match on Tuesday. Talk about bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do the time. Don't do the crime. Talk about a case of the Tuesdays. And, and then uh, fucking Too Sweet's like, you know what? Give me that orange back. Yeah, 20 seconds was up. <laughs> 20 seconds is up. And Roscoe doesn't know how to handle this. He's like, I'm a jazz man. Let's freestyle here, you know? Let's freeform it. It's not about the notes I played. It's about the notes I didn't play. <laughs> He's like, look, do you want to win? Then you do what I say. Yeah. You suck on an orange. And you do a lot of sit-ups and running back and forth. Whew. All right. So Joshua has actually been catching wind. Of course, th- Joshua is one of Getty's Well, he's dogs. probably, like you say, he's probably down there giving the crack to Thud. Well, yeah. So he's like, also like, I'm not, I'm not watching anything. I he's don't like, understand how this whole keep it secret is supposed to work because Joshua is going down there every day, three times a day. To change the loop on the porno movie and give the crack. <laughs> of course, of course. And to get, pick up the dead rats that he's blowing crack smoke. And in. so, you know, he's warning Serengeti that, hey, they're training really fucking hard down there. And Serengeti doing his hand acting. <laughs> you got you got Miss Elizabeth over in the corner <laughs> just fucking filing her nails. And she's like, sounds yeah, like. You can tell that this is a uh, like a relationship that there's no love into it. No. Cleopatra just, you know, is trying to survive prison. Yes. And she wants to see Serengeti fall as much as anybody. I think she does like the last. It's a relationship of convenience. Yeah, there's probably like an hour out of the day that's horrible. But for the most part, she's just there filing her nails in a bed. Right. You know, there's good ambiance. There's good lighting in there. Right. She's like, did John Hart, the Hart come design this room for you? Because it's beautiful. That fireplace right there. Bucket of ice cubes. Always chilling. Speaking of ice cubes, cut to some more fighting. Lady fighting. Woo! I didn't know. We knew that some ladies were going to watch. We didn't know they were going to fight. So we're seeing this. They r- must have been really good. So there's this real butch chick beating up on this little. There's no weight classes, by the way. No. This is very underground. Well, it is prison. Yes. <laughs> so you can't expect everything well, to be Well, we just said there were rules earlier. Apparently there are no rules. I know. I wanted to believe there were rules. But then you reminded me, even when I said there are rules, you said, well, they're prison rules. You were right. There are prison rules. Right. So we got like a 100-pound girl fighting a 200-pound girl. Yes. This and she's getting hammered until she finds the fucking Hulk Hogan power 
comes makes a comeback. Oh yeah, she fucking does uh, Ultimate War. She grabs the ropes and shakes them like she's being electrocuted. She turns around. I don't. I don't remember what, what the what the final blow was. She just knocked her out. Man. Just punched her in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah all she right. Collapses. And then we hear the bell ring. Two more girls are in there. All of a sudden, they're getting real close to each other. It looks like uh, you know the weigh-ins for UFC when they get real close to each other. Right. But this one, Marie gets a little intimate. Well, we don't. We assume because they cut away. They're about to kiss, and then they cut away. Oh, don't worry. Uh, this is one of the movies they send to thud down in the basement. It gets real <laughs> intimate. Real intimate. So, too sweet. He's giving some final advice to Roscoe. Suck on that orange, boy. <laughs> and while while that's going on, we see somebody oh, yeah. walks in. Yeah, we see the feet. Just the feet again. Fog. And they're boxing like too much fog. The boxing robe is on with the hood and everything. And the boxing like boots they wear. Yep. So we're so, thinking this is another guy, you yep. know. Very foggy figure. And then go up slow. We see these shapely legs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. We start questioning our sexuality. We're like, do we like guys? And then we pull up and it's a girl. It's yep. a girl that just beat up that butch chick earlier. Yes, it and she, is. You notice she has, I can even see through the fog. She has some nice she-sheen on her chest going she on. She did. Yep. And she's just like, hey, they call, I didn't. What did she say? She said, they call me sugar because I like sugar cane. I didn't know what the fuck she said. I heard they call me sugar because I like sweets. Okay. And so his I thought name, she said sugar cane, like being like a dick, but I don't know. That, I, that sure. could have been just my imagination. But I guess what they were trying to do was his name is, of course, Too Sweet. Right. So I'm sugar. They call me that because I like it sweet. He's sweet. So what had happened was her uh, prize for winning her match was to get any guy she wanted. Really? I read – okay. I thought it was the warden was sending her as a prize to too sweet, but that's that's what it was? Yeah. She okay. was the aggressor in the situation. That's, that's, that's nice. That, you know, equal opportunity. Yep. And she's like, so uh, we're going to fuck. Oh, by the way, uh, Roscoe, I made that robe for you. I finished it. Nice lady. She's just – they're not like even in the same prison together. Somehow they were. How, yeah, how, Roscoe, like maybe he's the ambassador for the ladies. Again, prison? he's been here for multiple <laughs> years. Maybe he has also been the ambassador to calm the ladies on their way. Maybe he met Sugar there. She's probably like pixie sticking, going like crazy, you know, just just sucking it all down, going into the great cornholio and all that. And he's like, wow, they're gonna call you Sugar when you get in there. I can tell. So she made this robe. It looks great. And he goes, hey, hey, he's too sweet. Look what I got. It says sweet enough on it. Oh, boy. So you can tell this, like, too sweet's his hero. And he just wants to be just like him. So he says, hey, guys, uh, uh, hey, too sweet, don't worry. Like, I don't go on for two matches. And enjoy yourself. Well, he, he, the, the thing, he's got, like, one of those ice bags. He's, like, loosening up the muscles. like, maybe you'll need these ice cubes. Oh. And then he hands them to him. And then too sweet goes, Send it in. Send it in. And then they start going down to it. And then we just hear some. And then we hear the sweet refrain that we know oh so well. What shall we drink to? Starting over. With new beginnings. Let's hope they never end. Sounds good to me. Right. 
Why did I ever let you slip away? Start over, you fool. It's easy to do. Don't lay it an ending. Get a hold of you. Walk towards the future and out of the past and remember the good things in life. You know they sometimes last. We know what's happening next. We don't we just cut away. We don't even see. I don't. I, yeah, we know as soon as you hear that theme that well, dicks are hard. Uh, the buns are soft and ready. <laughs> I don't know. I don't write many romance novels. You know, don't work very hard on my uh, romantic prose. So. We get an announcement. Roscoe, we thought, was going to be the third match. No, he's next. Yeah, they ju- they're just fucking hammering this through. And Roscoe, even though he's a hardened criminal, he's trusting. He's like a puppy dog. He's yeah. like, whatever you say, guys, I'm up for it. Yeah, and so we watch Roscoe as he goes down this hallway. And as he's in the foreground, you know, it's very well lit. Like, there's no fog. And then we slowly, for 15, 25, 30 seconds, watch him go down this hall. And the whole time he's, like, doing, like, boxing, you know, getting ready. Shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. But then the fog slowly starts to fill the room. And this. I think you're right. The soft sack slowly starts to I think the fog is supposed to, like. uh, It's supposed to uh, instill some kind of uncertainty. It's supposed to give you anxiety, some tension, beautifully. Unlike a lot of other things, I'm like, shit, what's about to happen to Roscoe? Because you don't hear that smooth sax. Like, we, we're in the lovemaking scene. We didn't get that smooth sax for that. We got we got something that's more got appropriate. sax, yeah. but not smooth sax. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so Roscoe heads down to that ring, and you're thinking, oh, shit. That, I, I don't know about that sax. I'm a little uncomfortable yeah. here. And you should be because Severe is played by Danny Trejo. <laughs> But I'm surprised we could recognize him through the fog. He's a very recognizable You recognize man, that the uh, senorita ch- chest yeah. tattoo he has. Chick with sombrero. And but he's holding his own. He's doing all right. Yeah, no, know? he's doing good. He's doing pretty good. Like they're they're giving it back and forth. This is a good match. This is this is something people would go to prison to watch. Like I'm surprised there wasn't more people in suits, but I guess again we were talking about the class, the, the classes of you know underground fight rings, and this is obviously low class. So you wouldn't find many rich people in suits there. Not at all. Yeah. And so, fucking uh, Serengeti's like, give him the stuff, man. Yeah. Again, remember everybody, he's got a closed circuit TV, so right. he's watching this from his room on his throne. He's like curled up but, in a ball yeah, on his he, throne. He's got that beautiful throne. He's <laughs> me and Murray are both miming this for some reason. We're so excited. We remember this scene. He's he's got his blue, just beautiful blue velvet robe on. He must have seen that movie recently, and he is just drenched in it. And he is doing all. He's touching his face a lot, and he's like, "Oh, give him the Velveeta, Vel Veldine, Veldine." And he goes like, "All right, boss, I'll do that." So they give Danny some of that shit, and as we point out early, it makes you go batshit crazy immediately. Oh yeah, they zoom in on his eyes, and their pupils are exploding and shit. It's crazy. You're like, "Oh no!" It's like the fucking scene from uh, what's that movie? The... Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> we're, we're, what's the movie? We're trying uh, to go into the memories. I think it was Jared Leto, and it was heroin addiction. Oh, uh, Break Room for a Dream. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. You're right. Yeah. And they would show like the, the, pupil, <laughs> yeah, the pupil dilate yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. It's like and his that. mom was on speed and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so then we cut back to Swede. He's like, here, clean yourself up. Throws a rag at sugar. And he's like, baby, thanks. I needed that. Oh, that yeah. That just set me right. So, and he's like, well, I got to get ready. Roscoe, he's the next fight. Yeah, he should be up anytime now. And then he goes to the door, and it's locked. It's just fucking locked. And we see Roscoe on the other side smirking like, was it me? <laughs> Roscoe was not on the other side. Joshua, I meant. <laughs> I meant Joshua. So and, we, we're just getting those cuts of fucking poor old Roscoe. And he, we, we saw this before with El Cid. He's just getting pummeled now, and he's got... Yes, he's getting severely beaten. <laughs> severely pummeled. Severely beaten. And the guards let him out just in time for him to see his mangled body being brought back. To the locker room, yeah. Right. And uh, they're they're putting him on the little stretcher there. Just a little bit. Like, at this point, he's got a little bit of blood trickling out of his mouth. Oh, his whole face is covered in Was blood. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, okay. he's beat the shit. He's just, Couldn't remember. He's like hamburger. He's like hamburger. <laughs> and Sugar's like, oh, my God. Don't get that blood on that robe I made. It took forever. Yeah, really. And fucking that was the last straw. Well, too sweet. I mean, apparently he wasn't really doing a whole. He wasn't getting a lot of action when he was out of prison. He was so focused on his boxing career. He's like, I don't want to go back to the penitentiary. I'm going to focus First of on all, boxing. he should know better because you fuck right before a fight. You lose your legs. Lose your strength in your legs. You know that's why fighters never fuck the night before a fight. Okay, so I don't know why he's talking shit because his legs are going to be weak. Interesting. So, do you think they fought on the same day? No, but I'm just saying he's ready to fight now because of Roscoe. But he's putting himself in danger. He, he's on. He's on. He's a not whole, thinking right. He's on a whole new level of high. He's got. He, he has some of that sweet action. That's he got. He's he, not thinking right. He's like a hummingbird. He got that sweet sugar, and now he's just uh, he's on his own. He's, world. Got, he's got diabetes <laughs> because from that sugar because he should not be fighting. And so, too sweet. He sees that, and he's like, "This is too much. I'm finally ready." And he go. I, th- I think. Oh, Warden I can was, stands and I can't stand no more. And I think. Uh, I think Warden's there, and he's like, "Warden, I'm ready." I'm your guy. I'm going to fight for you. I'll fight anybody. And he gets up in Hugo's face. Well, yeah, Hugo steps up. He's like, anybody? You think you're ready to dance with the devil, little boy? He does say sweet boy a couple times there. Well, too sweet. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take you on, motherfucker. And then the fucking wards like his lips. Wait, 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 guys. No, I can put some money on this. <laughs> You'll meet later on. I gotta yeah. talk with Serengeti first. But oh. again, th- th- this is where it, like too sweet. It's a little too high on the fucking uh, on the on the sex stuff right now. He's a little too pussy happy at this moment because he's like, I'm not just gonna beat you. We're gonna have one of those old timey matches. We're gonna have we're gonna have a ballroom blitz match. What does that mean? I don't remember what We're going to have a Viagra on a pole match. <laughs> We're going to have apparently a USA versus some other country match because a flag is whipped out at the end for some reason, and they chant USA. We love America. But he's like, there will be biting. There will be eye gouging. There will be low blows. There will be no boxing gloves. No holes barred. No. 
Mo- no. no holes barred and no holds. And yes, barred. over the top is on the table. And uh, fucking Hugo's like, bring it. I ain't bring scared of you. And so, yeah, they're going to be fighting with MMA gloves, which are very lightweight. And it's shit's going to go down. And th- this is this is interesting because we're going back to the basement. And we have Thud. And he's got his little eye window open again. And you just see his eyes. And then you see another puff of smoke. So you're like, oh, man, I thought we were done with the crack. No. I thought the orange. Because I, me and Murray <laughs> both know the power. The curative power of. Vitamin C. A vitamin C. We've learned. I've told you, if you want to quit heroin, if you, there's a lot of people. I know it's, there's a lot of people because of the you know COVID and unemployment and Trump being our president. A lot of people are on opioids. Yes. If you want to get off them, drink some orange juice. I guarantee. Hey. You'll, next day you'll feel right as rain. No fucking DTS. Nothing. If you want to go a step further, just eat the full fucking orange. I mean, you'll no. get... Well, that's for crack, because the pulp helps yes, with crack. Yes, the, the, all but heroin, pulp. the juice. It's Only just the, the juice. juice? Yes. So you want to be clean a pulp or a little pulp help? We need, no. a, we need to you make it straight. no pulp for heroin. No pulp for heroin. Pulp for crack, though. This is going to be up on the Wikipedia. Extra Don't worry, pulp everybody. For crack. <laughs> and also uh, some Hershey bars. Yeah, Hershey bars for heroin. Hershey bars, orange juice. Right. And then crack. Snickers for crack because it's got you want you want something with some body to it, some like the peanuts in it. You want that? <laughs> Wait, so we don't have Snickers like, in the situation? It's like the pulp. <laughs> it's like you, crack is like a hard kind of drug, so you need hard, crunchy things to eat. <laughs> okay. So like a Nestle Crunch would also work for getting you off crack, but you. It's not necessary because we don't have Crunch Bars in this situation. I didn't think. In this movie? Yes. No, we don't. So, so you well, this can- is a movie, Griff. This isn't accurate. I'm talking about science. Okay. So the si- Okay. We know we've In fact, this- I want to tell everybody, eat an orange, you won't get COVID. Yes. Okay. Bottom line, eat an orange, no COVID. So we can get away because the science in movies is always a little iffy. And so they, they, they're just using the oranges. Okay. I get you. But yeah, we see Thud. And we see, I saw that fog and I thought it was crack. I don't think it's crack anymore, Murray, because we see these eyes now. They're no, they're no longer glassed over. They're seeing things for the first time in this That's movie, true. and he's watching as Too Sweet is training now. This is like our second or third montage at this. This is a second montage because he's still when <laughs> is he skipping rope with a chain? Because sparks are flying off this fucking rope. Yeah, th- again, this is why I thought Thud was high. <laughs> because he's watching him jump rope, and it's a spark factory everywhere. And there's f- I, well, I can barely see because there's barely I, – I think they had to have the sparks to show you that because it's so foggy yes. to show you that he's skipping that, rope. That he's skipping rope. And, again, the sax is back in here. It's like Roscoe must be alive. They're trying to tell us that Roscoe right. is alive. Well, he is alive. You're right. By way of saxophone. I mean, Thud – or uh, no one has been alerted to this yet, so this is how they're telling us. So, yeah, we, we, we got him training under the saxophone, the sweet, sweet saxophone. He's jumping the rope. It's sparking. He's going. He's doing the sprinting back and forth again. And, again, Thud is seeing this, and there's flame trails coming off of him. It's like, what is going <laughs> on? I don't know, but I know what's going on with the warden. He confronts Getty. He's like, I got all that money. I'm going to get out from under you right now. He's got this, like, Naps like a duffel bag full of fucking money. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm going to get out front of you, and I'm going to take my prison back. He's like, You'll never take your prison back. Belongs to me. Yeah. And he's like, just remember who is the prisoner and who is the warden. And Getty throws it back in his face, and he's like, maybe you should be in your own prison of gambling debts. Maybe some kind of gambler's anonymous. Slithering. Cut to. Too sweet. He's taking a break. He's sucking on that orange. And then we see. We hear. We don't see. We hear. Too sweet. And he's like, what? Too sweet. (laughs) And he's like, son, you can talk? I thought you were just a monster. Like, no. This was a nice touch. I loved it. They hired Sir Christopher Lee to do the dubbing of this. Because. Haiti Kid is not to speak. Yes. He, he he actually talks like he was doing the guttural. You know, he's like, I like to hide the Christopher Lee, though. They add a little bit of that Jamaican twang to his <laughs> yeah, voice. Like, yes, they did. That it was nice. Well, he's an actor. He can do anything. And he's like, no. One time I was a man like you. Jessup. John Jessup was my name. I was like you. I wasn't, all, I wasn't always this misshapen creature you see before you. I was a man at one time. And then, then Lady sh- Crack got her claws into me, and I became this this monster who would bite off men's penises. <laughs> but now, thanks to you and your inspiration, I'm once again I'm a man, and uh, I have one thing I have to tell you. Open this gate, and I will show you magic. And he's just like, well, I can't. He's like, I'm a boxer. I'm not like a fucking no holds barred fighter. Maybe he's got something I I can learn. I well, yeah. They're uh, I don't know. Again, it's the natural training. It's somehow connecting them. They're bonding in some way, some form. Well, he's finally a human being again. He's off the crack. He yeah, broke the pipe again. And also, Christopher Lee's voice. It just hits you. Right. It's gravitas. It's gravitas. Power. Yes. And so T.S. Uh, Too Sweet goes and works it out with the warden to get him to get Jessup yeah. released, so Jessup can start training him. And so we get training montage number three, which oh. just involves punching Too Sweet in the stomach yeah. with a door. Yeah. Well, Murray, why don't you go ahead as Mister for Mister Christopher Lee, the, of course, the voice actor right. in this role. Too Sweet, the soul of a man is in his guts. The energy starts two inches below the navel. Very chakra-esque. Mm-hmm, Follow mm-hmm. me in the key of your, on the key, key on your energy. Guts! <laughs> guts! He just, he's screaming guts as he's just plowing. <laughs> Again, he's got a bank vault for a door. So it is like 15 inches thick of steel. And he is slant. We've seen Thud's power. Right. Well, they call him Thud for a reason. Yeah. He's because, thudding his guts. Because the last thing you hear is a thud, thud at yeah. midnight. Yeah. And so he is slamming it, slamming the door and just on his abs somehow, yelling, <laughs> Guts! 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 <laughs> now, now at this point, Too Sweet is so fucking strong that he's doing clap push-ups. You would think you would just do sit-ups. That would, I think that would help your guts a little bit. No, like, yeah, no. Your core. Push-up, push-ups yeah. do a lot of good, but nothing there. There would be some kind of sit-up involved, maybe. Well, no. That's what I said. I said sit-ups. Well, yeah. Right? No, I was agreeing yeah. with you. I was okay. saying push-ups aren't going to oh, help that. All right. 
I think it would help better than slamming a door into your stomach. <laughs> well, no, as we've learned from Kickboxer, uh, kicking a wall will make you stronger. <laughs> right. So okay. I think this will work. Uh, science checks He's out. building up a callus on his gut. Exactly. <laughs> He's also doing now, before he was doing like little tippy tap sprints, Murray. You're going to love that. Tippy tap sprints. Now he's doing high knee raises. This would help the core. This would help the core. And of course, Murray, plenty of fu- like they go into uh, two or not two sweets, but Thud's room now. It's just oranges everywhere. There's an orange tree growing. Yes, it, and it's just uh, what, what, because you know why, Griff? Because the fog has disappeared, and there's sunlight somehow. They're in the bowels of hell, but sunlight is going through, and a tree grew up on its own. It's, he spit a seed out on the fucking dirt floor. Tree grew. Exactly. It's beautiful. The just the eminence of their new spirituality made that orange tree blossom into a fruiting tree within a mo- like. A day? A day? Yeah. Two days? It's beautiful. Power of spirit, everybody. That's what we're talking right. about. Thoughts and prayers, y'all. <laughs> Shalom, y'all. <laughs> and then we have a nice tender moment. They're, they're, they're just gorging themselves on some oranges. Yeah. And then, too sweet, he's like, he's looking distressed. Like, what is wrong, my friend? And he's like, you know, I don't think it was the Valdean. I think it's these fucking demons I have. It's like, That's what caused me to kill El Cid. It's like, my friend, No. I know you. Over these past two days, I've gotten to know you. And I know you have the soul of an angel. There's no way you could willingly kill your friend. It was all the drugs, and now you're clean. (laughs) You will win this fight. I love this, because that is a tender fucking moment. You could see Too Sweet was really... He thought... That the drug only brought a monster that existed in him. No, he did. But Thud helped him. And then just to seal the deal, Thud reaches across. And we just get a close-up of his hand, which is no longer his <laughs> hand because it's a sorry, a normal-sized hand. <laughs> There's no way Too Sweet would have allowed a midget to touch him with those stubby <laughs> Apparently not. And so a normal-sized <laughs> hand pinches Too Sweet's cheek. You must win, Too Sweet. Oh, God. So cut to what's Hugo been up to? He's got some new uh, ring gear. Oh, I love it. He's got the Macho Man Randy Savage shades on the headband. Red headband, gold sequined robe, and he walks into Serengeti's room. By the way, Hugo was allowed to talk eye to eye with Serengeti. But, but, disclaimer, he has famous from our Get Evan episode, (laughs) Normad fucking blue fuckers on. (laughs) And he's like... I see you've got your new gear. How do you like my shades? Isn't that weird that he put them on and his voice went from wispy to normads? It does that to so you. So you now you have you two. Put it, have you ever put on a pair of blue blockers? No. They do that to no. you. They make your voice gravelly. It's fascinating. But now you have two men talking with glass in their throat because he's talking like normad. And then you got Hugo talking like Randy Savage. And he's like, look, Hugo, I got a lot of shit betting on this fight. I know you can beat him. But, just to be case, take a little of this. It's a little bit of the Velvety. He's got a little vial of Velvedine, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, shit, I don't need that shit. I fight clean, boss. I can do this. It's like, okay, okay, whatever. All right, I, I trust you. And as soon as Hugo walks out the door, he gets his little trainer. Come here. Give him this. If you see him flagging it all, if you see him losing all, give him this. Too sweet isn't to walk from that ring alive. 
Period. Walk. <laughs> so the warden comes in. He's like, hey, too sweet. Here are your gloves. Hands him the MMA gloves. They're real lightweight. They got the fingers, yep. you know. Too sweet's confused. He's like, where are my boxing gloves? He's like, don't, don't you remember the other day? Oh, God damn it. I knew you smelled like pussy. You challenge Hugo to a no-holds-bar, over-the-top, for a truck, and $10,000. Scaffold match. (laughs) It's fucking hell in the cell. Viagra on a pole? Is that what you said? Yes, it actually was a match in WCW. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Coal Miner's Glove. Like, is this every fucking wrestling gimmick match rolled into one? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, okay, I think I can do it. Thuds trained me. Yep, yep, We're gonna yep. do this. And uh, he's tell you know he's telling Warden like, look, Thuds he- been making progress. Thuds been making a lot of progress. Can you like just tell him that? Yeah, ease up on him. When you leave here, I need you to do something. I need you to compliment him. Tell him how sweet he is. Tell him his breast smells. Don't like- tell him he's too sweet. That's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. He's sweet enough. Sweet enough, yeah. By the way, Warden does give him sweet enough's robe right. here. Well, yeah, because Roscoe said, I want him to wear that. And we, this is our only sign that Roscoe is alive. Right. We a, learned that he's he's in the hospital. I knew it because run. of the saxophone that was playing throughout. But anyways, so um, we get a cut of Thud hanging out with Joshua and um, Other Guard. Other Guard had a name. I don't remember he's it. He's a stuttering guard. Yeah, stuttering guard. And... Thud, I thought it was the crack. Thud can still do those guttural noises because he's sitting right. there like a dog. You know, he's trying. He doesn't want them to know that he's straight because they know he's the secret weapon of Too Sweet. Yep. So he's playing it off like, no, I'm still on crack, but he's not. So Warden comes out. Murray, do you remember the compliment he paid him? No. Well, uh, Jessup, um, uh, I gotta say, um. God, that haircut makes you look like balding Mr. T. Good day. And his eyes just light up. He's like, Mr. T? For real? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Pat some. Walks away. And then, so then, Two Sweet's like, Thud, come here. I love this because camera's very far, far down this hallway. Two Sweet's in the back, uh, like, cell. Fog starts billowing up again. So it's like, what are these two about to talk about? Because camera doesn't zoom in on them. We hear them loud and clear. So Thud walks into the room, and Too Sweet uh, has to hit him with some some direction. It's very important. I need you to get a sample of that Valdine because it'll prove my innocence, and I can get the fuck up out of this place. Can you do that for me? Of course I can, my friend. (laughs) Tally-ho! So, this is it. This is for all the marbles. We just, I mean, we just cut to, again, foggy. Well, they, there was some pyro. I mean, it was a bit, Serengeti knows how to put on a show. It's true. They put they kick on the Shawn Michaels uh, music for Hugo to come out because the uh, heartbreak. That is not his music at all. Sexy boy toy. I'm not your boy toy. Hugo's got the heart-shaped sunglasses on. He was wearing red trunks, too. Leather chaps. What? Okay, both their outfits. The butt they, break, kid. They were wearing just like the the like small trunks that wrestlers would wear. 
And they both had, like, straps coming off of... Was it to make their legs look bigger or I something? I don't know. I didn't even notice it's that. Just, it was weird. And Hugo does the Hogan move, rips his shirt off, starts fucking flexing. He's like, oh, you think you're ripped? Look oh. at these guns! And then fucking Thud just starts fucking flexing, hulking it up. It was great. I... I don't know what's going on here. It's so good. I'm feeling this final fight like they didn't. I don't know. I love the presentation of this final fight. I loved it. It's I, just it's just they're surrounded. They're not in a ring. It's yeah, like, yeah, they took down the ring post. They just have like a circle, like a sumo ring carved out for them now. And everyone is, it's like a lumberjack match. Everybody's just gathered around them in the circle to keep them in. And there's a pole with some Viagra at the top. And of course, a pole with Viagra. <laughs> it's got to be yeah, hard. That's the one thing about uh, Valdin. It, no, it fucks with your dick. So you need some Viagra. You got to get some Viagra, yeah. yeah. So uh, the fight just begins. And immediately, like, uh, Thud just starts cheating and, like, interfering. <laughs> yeah, Thud, Thud doesn't give any shits. He's just in there. He's, like, grabbing on Well, no, it's barred. Why not? If you got a friend. This is true. It's a death match to the death, so why not? So he's, like, biting on Hugo's leg. Hugo kicks him off. And he's, remember, too sweet oak tree. Yeah. Apparently they have a lot of code words and signals. They... Yeah, he's got a lot of different things he yells. And we didn't see these in any of the five montages, but apparently they have lots of code between (laughs) them. Nothing about oranges, but a lot of different things. And so this fight's interesting. So he's telling, like, take out Hugo's legs. You take out the legs, the tree falls down. Okay, that makes sense. Because too sweet, uh, not doing so good in this fight. Like, okay, let's, let's, we've never really given size to this whole matchup. Because Hugo's probably got, at least 70 pounds on Too Sweet. Yeah, of muscle, yeah. And uh, Too Sweet's long and lean. Yeah. And he's probably like a middleweight, and Hugo's straight up heavyweight. Yeah, Hugo. Hugo's probably got six or seven inches on him, too. Hugo's massive. And he's taller than him. See what I did there? And, and he didn't have shit on Dolph, though. <laughs> In fact, there is a moment where Brandon Lee shows up and goes, Hugo. If you don't survive this match, I just want you to know, you've got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a convict. What was Brandon Lee doing in a penitentiary? Becker checking. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh, this is where, too sweet after being told to be like the oak tree, he starts, he's like flowing like Bruce Lee now. I'm pretty sure he threw in some Bruce Lee noises, but he's bouncing off uh, his toes. He's... He's just, like, straight up feeling the flow of the universe. Maybe it was, like, some channel to the orange tree down in the basement. But he's fighting on spirit alone. And he he's just, like, fucking throwing kicks, throwing thrusts everywhere. He even remembers the fucking uh, the chokehold that what's-his-name used. Oh, uh, Thud. Thud, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we remember it, too, because we get a nice little, like, flashback of Thud going, na 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 like like fucking $6 million man. Yeah. And he does, yeah, he does the head scissor on yeah. uh, Dick's this, mother on Hugo. This fight, by the way, is 15 minutes long. It's a lot of fighting. <laughs> right. And there's little bits of interruption for it, so it's like, I'm like, wait, wasn't this, like, the end of the fight? No, this is the end of, like, the first round of this death match that has no right. rounds. <laughs> Like, there's weird little interruptions to it. But, yeah, he puts him in that fucking chokehold where he's got his dick, like, right up in his jaw. Yeah, and you're like, he's going to strangle him with his dick. 
And then, just as you think he's going to win, he starts having some PTSD flashbacks to El Cid. He doesn't. He doesn't oh no, he, you're jumping ahead. That was the that was the leg sweep, or when he got him on the ground and he was doing that. Dude, okay. there's too much fighting in this. <laughs> we are so bad at fights, anyways. But this fight, it goes on for so long. I'm just following the notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we skipped over a lot of the fight there, though. Because this fight, I mean, they're punching each other. They're throwing blows everywhere. And then finally, yeah, he does take him down. And now they're on the ground, yeah. and he's got him in the leg. Scissor. And he's scissor. strangling him. And then he has that flashback to El Cid. And it, it, you know, he's, he, he's, you can't show mercy in a death fight, all right? You can't. You and can't. he does. He breaks for a moment. And that's yep. enough for Hugo to recover. And then Hugo does, like, two power slams and a suplex. Oh, and then man. he's like, he starts putting cup in his hand to his ear to the crowd, and they're just cheering him on. Well, why you not? Go, you go, and he's like ready for the finisher. I love, I love that Hugo. When it's his match, he turns it into wrestling. Like this really did appeal to me. <laughs> so yeah, after he do, does the ear cups a couple times, you you know what's coming next? Big old fucking leg drop. Oh, it was so good too. The camera angle on it. So good. And it's devastating. And just like AEW, Too Sweet kicks out, though. Yeah. You think it's over with. It's the finisher. You don't kick out of a finisher. They don't know how to go out on a high spot. They're so stupid. Anyways, so, of course, Too Sweet, he's just, he's barely hanging on. And, uh, you know, Hugo lifts him up. And I don't know. This isn't in the notes. So I don't know where, I don't remember where this happens. But Hugo picks up Too Sweet, throws him at a wall. Right. here. He's like Christ. No, we're doing it right now. Right. You interrupted it for for you to interrupt <laughs> it with the right part. He doesn't throw him. He he holds him up by the shirt cuff that he's not wearing somehow. <laughs> and he uppercuts him and that launches him into the wall where he, uh too sweet hits. And he just hangs you like Jesus. Yes. And then he slowly slides out and there's blood where his his body was yes, like as if he coded, He's not bleeding. Yes. Get this blood. It's like straight out of fucking the Bible now. He is fucking Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I, I'm happy we made sure to get that point in there. I just find it funny that you interrupted it with the part that inter- <laughs> that was supposed to be there. Oh my god! So th- this is insane. This is insane. He is Jesus now. He wasn't bleeding. Suddenly, and he's like bleeding. Jesus, he rises from the dead. Well, f- well, you know, our man Jessup Thud comes over. Look, I'm sorry. Look, man, you need to wake up. I need you. You need you. We all need you. The universe needs you. And then he points. He's like, and then he, and then fucking uh, Too Sweet stares at his finger and he slaps him and goes, Not the finger. Look at the heavenly glory. Feel good. And fucking that pumps up. It pumped me up right now. Yeah. Too Sweet leaps to his feet. So he's still, he's still, again, this is like his ninth concussion in two days. <laughs> right. So he's still a little wobbly. And uh, T.A., I mean, oh my God, I was about to call him T.A. Magnum. Uh, <laughs> Magnum T.A. Uh, but yeah, Hugo comes running at him. And just like last week in Strike Commando, he's waiting for that fucking Ram battle, the headbutt. But fucking he stops ahead of time. He's like going to del- Hugo's like going to deliver a punch and too sweet counters it with the headbutt of his own. Fuck yeah, and that's not enough to really knock Hugo out. So he comes back for the fucking tackle, but he half asses the tackle, and so he's just 
Hugo's just got um, too sweet by the waist. And, you know, Two Sweet's got him right where he wants him. So he gives him, like, the fucking elbow right to right to the little liver. You can't hit a man in the liver. That's going to fuck him Liver's up. Liver's right here, girl. Murray. Kidneys are in the back. Murray. <laughs> don't explain anatomy to me. Okay. You don't have a liver in your back. <laughs> well, Why? Hugo does. Okay. It's a movie. It's a movie. Too Sweet, he's taking advantage of the whole bar because he's biting. He's fucking dick kicking. He's, he could, and he has to because again the, we, the trainer gave Hugo some Valdine. Yeah, so yeah, they, like they did it so on the sly. I didn't even notice it. I didn't either because I didn't notice that uh, apparently uh, Thud got some of the Valdine too. I didn't yeah. see that. Maybe that's a I I, maybe I re- because of the fog we couldn't see exactly because shit. of the fog you could barely see it. But I did see Thud cause another ruckus, and and then after he grabs the Velveteen. He actually bites Hugo's leg. So, like, he does it as a misdirection. It was a whole thing, but I didn't even notice it happened. So, our match continues on, but Hugo, as he do... Well, he's, takes... lo- he's total ape shit now. He's strung out on that Valdine. Yeah. And he just eye gouges fucking Too Sweet. Too Sweet's blinded. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we've seen this in several movies before, but we know that Too Sweet has not trained in blind fighting. Ever. He doesn't but, need to because he gets some encouraging words from the thud. Feel him. Feel him. And he just says it like 1,000 times in the next two minutes. Feel I, him. I love it. Like you said, a fucking American flag comes out. People are chanting USA for some reason. They're both two Americans fighting each other. I don't yep. know why. I guess everyone's united. Maybe we need this to unite our fucking. Maybe. Biden, Trump. No holds barred fight. That'll bring us together. I love it. I love it. Whoever wins becomes president. So Too Sweet drops to the splits. Hugo comes charging at him. He punches him straight in the fucking gut. Great facials. Great facials. Couldn't see him because of the fog. Great facials. And he just starts throwing them all over the place. Because remember, uh, Hugo, he didn't train his gut. He didn't train his gut. Much like King Hippo. That's his weakness. That's Murray. That is beautiful. That is Nintendo psychology right there. Right. Well, he did have a bandage across his belly button. Yeah, a so, large bandage, too. Which, a cartoonish bandage. Which is kind of telegraphing. And he know. was wearing that little crown on his head, too. <laughs> Obvious goes, tell. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> and yeah, he takes who knocks the fuck out of Hugo, knocks him into next week. It's so bad that they have to cut away. We can't even show you how <laughs> bad he's been beaten. Like, he, he punched his bowels out of his asshole, and he's fucking pissing himself. <laughs> it's all kinds it's, of a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. So we just fade into a fog, which was conveniently <laughs> already there. And then we come back to, and Serengeti's got a little visitor. Well, yeah, he's just like, no! He's watching a closed-circuit TV. And he's all the whole time. He's wearing a kimono. He's wearing, yeah, he's wearing And he's, now. like, freaking out. Cleopatra is man, woman, whatever. Is like smiling. She's like, yeah, you know, because she hates Serengeti as much as anybody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to lose everything. And then the curtain f- comes away, and it's fucking too sweet. And he confronts nope. Serengeti. Well, he knows now. He's figured it all out that Serengeti is responsible for the whole circulation somehow. Right, I, maybe he's making it in his toilet, or maybe he has a <laughs> bathtub that he's making it in. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's got another room. Another, you didn't see the, we, one, the, the We saw the red curtain. We, we didn't see behind the green curtain. That's, that, that's probably that's where he That's a good point. That's a good point. The green's where the good stuff is. And so 
Too Sweet calls him out on that. He's like, I know you gave me that shit. Just to get me back to the penitentiary. So I would maybe fight for you? Like, I, I don't... Yeah, there was a lot of shit had fallen into place for this plan to yes. work. <laughs> and then he starts doing a little, like, <clears throat> like throwing punches. like this, And he's, like, flinching. <laughs> and yeah, he's doing, like, Bruce Lee type of and shit. And then he's just looking at him. He's like, you're not even worth it. You're pathetic. I don't eat meat. I don't. Wait, I don't fraternize with pigs. He said something like that, and he fucking yeah, he just. And then he gets, and then he gets burnt because Serengeti comes back. You ain't sweet. You're sour. Too sour. You're dead meat. Dead meat. Ooh, fog billows in again, and then fades away. We're back in the basement. Back in the dungeon, and we see, uh, we get that classic kind of walk away as the credits go, and we get the whole lowdown. This movie very economical in the details because the warden's like, "Oh yeah, got that Valdine. You're, uh, you're probably gonna be innocent. I got my money. I'm in control of the the, the uh, prison again. We got a little extra money for you to get a real good lawyer." Everything is coming together. He's like, you want to you wanna come back up with the regular folk? No, I like it down here. It's nice and quiet. Yeah. I want to be with the fog. Yeah. Me and uh, 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 John, we're going to be watching some of some of those movies you guys bring up. <laughs> we're going to watch them together. We're into that. And there you have it. It just fades to fog. I'm sorry we're so bad at action scenes. It's so hard to fucking do action well, scenes. Well, that's because... Especially we, when they're 15 minutes long. Well, right, and that's because we want you guys to go on YouTube and watch it now because yeah. it's fucking amazing. Yeah. 90 minutes. Take it out of your life. Don't even bother with the you next... You don't need to turn your brain off because they they spoon-feed you everything you need to know. Yeah, they spoon-feed you the crack. When you need to like wonder why someone's doing something, they give you a flashback of why I'm doing that. It's yeah. like Kill Del Cid. Totally dumbed-down movie. Like classic canon. Classic canon... Wonderful movie. We've actually done two canon movies now this month. This month is half Yeah, what's over, going on? And we've why done we, two why, canon movies. Why are we movies. doing that? I don't know. We're not supposed to be doing canon movies on Golden Globus Theater. I get the feeling that we're going to be going off off canon again next week. I think so, too, because I have no idea what next week's movie is because you people are going to decide. Uh, we're recording on Saturday, so I put up the poll today you're gonna be listening on wednesday so that means you only have two days friday morning is when the poll ends yeah you have four choices you have wedlock starring rutger hauer and joan chen that, we've done more joan chen movies than schwarzenegger movies i had no idea she was in this many fucking action movies i want to call it now i think we i i know we like to surprise everybody i think we do commando for our three-year anniversary sure I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't remember where our three-year anniversary is, but I'm totally fine with It's like with that. Uh, April something. We have Shotgun, which I... Wait, wasn't it? Oh, no, Shotgun. Yeah. Which I, I looks great. I don't know anything about it. I started. It's a, I think it's a black-white buddy cop movie. Okay. We have Light Blast, starring Eric Estrada. Yes, Eric Estrada, yep. And we have the movie we know you guys are going to fucking pick because you want to torture us. Mm. We have Lauren Avedon in No Retreat, No Surrender 3. I'm just having my PTSD flashbacks of a fucking man with a teeny tiny little hat. Just floating rest, trucker just cap. floating on his head. Ugh. So I don't want to hear any complaints about our Thanksgiving episode because you guys are deciding it. 
And so we'll just do that. I guess we will. <laughs> I so, guess we will. <laughs> see you next week for Thanksgiving, and keep it warm. A Golden Globus production. Another good one from Canon.